Welcome to Creative MKE, a conversation show from Imagine MKE, where we talk to creative leaders in Milwaukee and beyond to highlight all the incredible transformative power of their work in our region. We hope that after listening to the pod, you'll be able to imagine our city's arts and culture ecosystem and all the awesome artists, organizations, and creative assets within it in a new way. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gasparka. Hey there, listeners. Welcome to Creative MKE. This week, I had the joy of speaking with Sonia Thompson and Kamasi Allen, the artistic director and musical director of Kothi Dance Company. Both these Milwaukee arts leaders grew up within the company, initially starting their own artistic careers as young people working for Kothi, then trying to leave Milwaukee for other opportunities, but coming back and eventually growing into their current roles. In our conversation, we spoke about the company and its programming, the leadership of its founder and executive director, Fern Calker Bronson, and how both have been profoundly impacting Milwaukee's culture, individual by individual, performance by performance, since the company's inception 54 years ago. We touched on the Milwaukee vortex, the power of music and dance for healing, and all the many exciting things including events and performances that are coming up from Kothi in the next minute. Kothi Dance Company's website describes the organization as follows. Founded in 1969, Kothi Dance Company passionately preserves, teaches, documents, interprets, and performs dance and music rooted in the cultures of the African diaspora and has continually diversified its programming to incorporate ongoing national, economic, an audience evolution without sacrificing the mission of inspiring our community to celebrate themselves and others through the present day interpretation of ancient and contemporary African dance and music. So I knew going into this conversation that Kothi is a giant within Milwaukee's artistic landscape in terms of its impact on artists, the community at large, but I also got a taste of it from personal experience when I got to be present for a rehearsal to capture footage for the 414 Day video this year, there's something so powerful and intentional at work within this community. And that is straight up love. As you'll hear throughout this conversation, in Sonia and Kamasi, there's so much care and a deep reverence for community building and giving back through the power of dance and music to help people channel the spirit, connect to joy, connect to themselves, and to heal and build relationships. And I'm so excited for you to hear all their thoughtful reflections on how that love is at work in between all the birdsong. Born and raised in Jamaica, Sonia Thompson has been dancing since she was four years old. Embedded in her soul are the traditional culturalisms of African people throughout the Caribbean diaspora. She has an associate's degree from MATC in Administrative Professional Applied Science and plans to pursue her bachelor's degree from University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee in criminal justice. Kamasi Allen is a native of Milwaukee. He is an alumnus of Ton Kothi and the adult ensemble Returned Home. 
As a benefit of his years in Kothi and extensive world travels, he brings a wealth of passion, physical training and fitness, artistic and world knowledge to the organization. He is currently a sales and leasing representative for Rust Arrow dealership and is a veteran of the United States Marine Corps. Listen on for my conversation with Sonia Thompson and Kamasi Allen from Kothi Dance Company after the break. Kumasi and Sonia. Hey, how are you doing? Good. Hey, Elizabeth. Nice to see you guys here. Really excited to speak with you about Kothi Dance Company. But before we get started, I would love to invite you both to just take a few moments to share a short story of an arts experience that left a really strong imprint on you. One thing... One strong experience that I've had is just the ability to be able to connect with people all throughout the country and all throughout the world and understanding how, you know, at the smallest, 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 smallest form of breathing, we really are connected to everything. And I say that because there was one time when I was in Cape Coast of Ghana, West Africa, and I was sitting there on a beach in the middle of nowhere. Never been there at all. This is my first time sitting at this beach in Cape Coast. And I can see a guy and he's playing a chora and I reach out to him. And I'm like, Hey man, look at you, you play good chord. Like, you know, you play good. Who's your teacher. All right. And he started his name and office teacher. I'm like, Oh man. And I'm like, Hey, where are you from? Right. And he's like, uh, Oh yeah, I'm from, um, he said, I'm from Mali. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. I love Mali. Like, you know, I got a lot of good friends from Mali. Haven't seen him in a while. He's like, oh, yeah, where are you from? I'm like, I'm from uh, from the U.S. He's like, oh, yeah, my brother lives in the U.S. And I'm like, oh, yeah, who's your brother? Right. And he's like, Diotti. And I'm like, Diotti who? He's like, Diotti from New York. I'm like, yeah, wait, Diotti from New York. Wait a minute. I know your brother, dude. Right. Wow. So look, here we are in the middle of Cape Coast, um, you know, just going back and forth and just sharing great memories of how we both know his brother. And it's all through music. And, you know, it just shows that we really are connected, you know, as a people to every walk of life. It's just how we're connected. Mm, that's amazing. For me, um, because of me, it was me. Uh, it was me finding myself. I could say that kind of lead me into the art form and, and left an imprint. You know, um, I came over here to America at a young age and um, me finding myself. I went to the high school, the arts. And that kind of embraced a spark of um, finding myself in America. 
of like where I belong, what group I fit with and, and stuff like that. So if it wasn't for the high school of arts to open up doors for me to learn different styles of dancing, but then it also opened the doors for me to get connected with Cozy Dance Company when I was 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And it was like a helping door um, when I first entered into Cozy. I was 17 and I was an intern in an adult company. So I was like afraid, scared, um, nervous. And then um, this wonderful woman, the founder of the company, Fern Carpet Bronson, came to me and was like, hey, you know, you look like this woman on color purple. And I said, huh? She said, yeah. She said, your third eye just opened to me. and You like a woman like a color purple. So I was like, I hope it wasn't Whoopi Goldberg. But then <laughs> as we continued to talk and get older, she was like, no, it was Whippy." I, I like, why Whippy Goldberg? Like, what did I represent of Whippy Goldberg? She goes, <laughs> like the knowledge. Mm. I go, oh, said, okay. I said, um, as I continue to grow in this form, um, it's, it's constantly leaving an imprint on me. Um, I'm still a student in this form, mm. but it's also helping me to live leave an imprint on my kids um definitely my daughters and my son so um this is what inspired me to continue today so yeah that was my imprint amazing I love th those stories are both so uh so bound up with destiny right that you're yeah. in the right place at the right time and maybe art forums have a way of of bringing that out from human beings making that sense a little bit closer to the surface yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah, Sonia, you you came from Jamaica. Yeah, yeah. Masi, mm -hmm. are you from Milwaukee originally, or where where are you from? So originally, I'm from Milwaukee. My family's come from Ghana, West Africa. Um, so I shared very close ties to being an African in America, and then also directly from Africa. Mm. So tell our listeners, if you would, a little bit about your own artistic trajectories. So I started um, as an internship when I was 17 years old with Kofi. Um, I'm a, almost about to graduate out of high school. I started with them in 2006. Um, I didn't join a um, Kofi until the year 2007 mm -hmm. um, when I actually did the audition and made it. So I was kind of happy and proud. Um, but as an intern, um, because I catched on kind of quickly, I was the only intern that was on stage. Um, so I was like, okay, let me keep pushing myself. Um, and in the midst of that, I left Kofi um, because I became, a, you know, a mother. Then my husband at the time joined the service. And uh, then he kind of took me away from Milwaukee and I came back. And I said, something is keeping me to return back home. Hmm. Um, I like, I don't know what it is. And then I was like, you know what, I'm ready to go back to Kofi. And when I went to Kofi, um, my friend was sitting down and she was saying a speech like, hey, we need help. And I came to her and I said, whatever you need, I'm here. And she said, for real? I said, yes. I said, I'm here. And she said, okay, I got some work for you. For a whole year, I volunteered my service for Kofi for mm. a whole year doing admin work. I was in college at the time getting my degree in business. So I was like, oh, this could be really helpful with my internship. Um, before I decided to leave and go to go to the military myself, I went to the Air Force. Wow. So um, 
came back again. My friend was like, hey, I already make you the social artistic director. I said, mm. really? <laughs> she said, yeah. And then I'm also going to make you over the costumes. I said, okay. And then she said, you're also going to be over time rehearsal. And then when I made my kids join, she said, no, I'm going to switch you to the adult director. You're going to be the director of the rehearsal for the adults. I said, okay. <laughs> um, I look okay. I'm fine. So since then, I've been that, and then turn around last year, um, she just promoted me to the artistic director role. So um, I've been blessed. I've been grateful. I've been humbled. I've been patient. Um, I'm like I followed her everywhere she went for mm. five years straight. Um, she was my mentor. She was my mother at certain times. She was my grandmother uh, at certain times of need um she'd been there and I've been right there with her like even when she was at a professor at UWM I was at all her lecture classes if I wasn't doing her lecture classes I was literally like taking her dance classes mm. um I actually went to UWM to get my second second degree and she was my dance teacher <laughs> so Amazing. that's how yeah that's how deep I was like I really want to learn this craft needed more knowledge about it how can I get it and I think one of the alums at Cote was like if you're really hungry for this go get it mm. go don't don't wait for people to hand it to you you go search for it and I guess that was my the way I did it and I was blessed to become the associate artistic director to now the artistic director amazing Okay, my takeaway from what you just shared, Sonia, is A, the Milwaukee vortex is real. Okay. <laughs> it's yeah. real. You know, people say like this community has some some strength, some kind of mysterious effect on the people who've called it home and that they might try to leave, they might try to go somewhere else, and then this place just calls them back. Yeah, I mean, like people are like, no, you are Milwaukee, and I go, yeah, I am. True, true cheesehead. I uh, like <laughs> something I don't care how far you know my my ex-husband at the time like we was traveling we was going from Georgia to Kansas something in the mix kept telling me come back home you know mm -hmm. uh, so it was just something pulling me this way and it's definitely here um definitely strong um and I'm just gonna keep on staying here until it's my time to just say you know when it's my time it's my time you know so mm. that's what I'm waiting for. Another takeaway from what you shared is that <laughs> Fern Calker Bronson, who's the founder of Kothi Dance Company, Correct. who you mentioned, um, she's nicknamed Mama, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it feels like she has this community that she's empowered, uh, you know, several generations of artists and dancers and musicians who have been part of the company and that she really has this um guiding light that she offers to everyone yeah she she don't you know mama firm this is the respect of just the eldership but to me she's she's you know i agree with me kamashi and not like we protect her she's more than a mama for us she's our whisperer she guides us the right way definitely when it comes to the business mm -hmm. she makes sure that we okay she she just Everything you think of, a mentor, a leadership, uh, a mama, a grandmother, um, if you, she can be an auntie if you need her to be. She just that person that um, if you need her, she's there, but she's there if you need her. Mm 
Mm. Um, she will not put too much on you that she, she thinks you can't handle, but she will test you to your, your full potential and push you to your full potential. Um, I think she did that to all of us. I think she did to Kamasi and every generation that, you know, she from 1969 to now, she is a pusher. Um, and that's the, the appreciation. And, and that's why we, out of respect, call her mama. And mm. she is our mama. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, that's that's everything right there. So, like, you <laughs> blow it out the water. You know? <laughs> yeah, really beautifully said. Kamasi, yeah. do you have anything you want to add to that? Yeah, I, I think it's important to know um, in African culture, when we use and we say the things in terms of like mama, what does that really mean, right? Because so much in our culture evolves around having roles and having placements within life, right? And for us and who we are as a people, you know, if you use the role of mama or baba, you know, that that's a sign of significant respect, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes in culture and in, you know, younger societies, we can lose those terminologies. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we can lose those roles and terms in new, newer cultures because of just, you know, every, everything has a simple terminology that may become, right? And we start to shorten things up as we do in life, right? But the role of mama is a significant role where it, it means to always be there, to hold on, right? That's somebody who you go to when, you know, times get rough, times get hard, and times are happy, right? Mm-hmm. You, you seek your mother counsel, you seek your mother's guidance, and you seek your mother's wisdom. And then... It's respect because after you have set on by her feet and set at her feet, then you go on to walk forward in a path too, right? Mm-hmm. That's very important to know within our culture. Thank you. Kumasi, can you share a little bit about how you came to join Kothi? The birds just want to sing today, y'all. <laughs> it's beautiful. So my journey from Kothi Dance Company started as a young preteen. I believe I was in about about sixth grade. Uh, Same exact thing. I had a teacher. Everybody knew this teacher, Baba Lucky. Love him to death. Still is amazing, huge influence on my life today. Uh, He taught me all about the djembe when I was young. And he said, hey, Kothi is having an audition. I'm like, what is a (laughs) Kothi? Who was that? All right. And... After being around and hearing, you know, everybody rave about him saying, you got to join this company, you got to join this company. Kothi had a children on, a children audition, which is Tom Kothi Children Performing Ensemble. And we showed up scared, nervous, and it was the best thing I've ever seen, right? Walking mm-hmm. into a room filled with children who look exactly like me, right? And being embraced by a community of people who were doing an art form that you never seen black people do mm. that you, you never seen a, a cultural representation of somebody wearing African attire and you know this is saying something coming directly from the continent right in America at the time you know you you it was rare to see somebody wearing an African attire right mm-hmm. and here it was you know people being 100% authentically black was beautiful for me all right and then to be captivated by the music to be captivated by their presence and seeing these children who look just like me stand up with their drums all in the same rhythm hmm. playing and being confident with it it instantly gravi- made me gravitate towards it 
And then later on, going throughout life, Kothi was actually my first, first, first paycheck ever in life. Wow. First paycheck ever in life, right? Mm-hmm. I was 15 years old. They gave me the, uh, the assignment. I couldn't even, at the time, people couldn't even get, uh, children couldn't even get bank accounts. Oh. All right. <laughs> so I don't, now, somebody was just asking me the other day, so what did you do with the check? I'm, I'm thinking, I don't know what I did with the check. <laughs> All right. We couldn't, even, we couldn't even sign checks back then. Hmm. All right. But it gave me my first check. And, you know, being at that age, it, what it really gave me was that sense of responsibility and a sense of belonging. Right. You know, everywhere in the community, you always look for somewhere that you can lead and that you can lead your footprints into and that you can walk within a community. And you can stand strong within a community and have a group of people that look like you, believe in you and treat you as a person who is worthy of a title. Right. And that's what that first check mean. When they gave me that first check, I said, oh, you can't tell me nothing. I'm a drummer for Kothi Dance Company. <laughs> Not the babies no more, but Kothi Dance Company, right? So I drum for my first class, and every Saturday, right, I drum for a class, and then I try to drum for another one. I didn't get paid for the other ones, right? But I got that one check, and that was good enough for me, right? And just having that, that feeling inspired me to say, hey, you know what? I want to do this for the rest of my life, mm-hmm. right? I want to be able to give other children that same ability and that same confidence, that same place where they feel secure, they feel confident in who they are as a people, right? And as a person, but more so they have a place where they can feel and understand their identity. Mm. That's what Kothi Dance Company was for me, right? It was a place where I can be 100% myself with no judgment. I could learn about my culture. I could learn about my history. I could learn about my people and not be judged from it. The good, the bad, and the ugly, mm. right? And the best part about it is that we was able to put all of those shows Right. And take all the time to learn within the studio and put it on the show and perform mm. in front of people. That was the best thing ever. And so mm. having that. Right. You know, I've, I, uh, I grew up, went off to the military. The Milwaukee Vortex got me to <laughs> call me back. Right. And it said, hey, Mama friend said, I got an assignment for you. I need your help. Right. And at the time I had a teacher. His name was Baba Steve Willis. And he was one of the guys who gave me the inspiration to learn and lead with the djembe, mm. right? And with, at the time, he was on his deathbed, and he was telling me, he said, listen, I don't care what you do. I just need you to keep drumming, all right? And when you put that type of pressure, hey, listen, <laughs> you already know what you got to do. You got to keep drumming. Wow. Thank you. So you're both describing just what sounds like such a purposeful, positive, and intentional community. Can you break down for the listeners how Kothi functions? Like, what are the different elements within the dance company other than the performances that people may attend? What what all is going on? What is the community up to? Well, all right. we are prepping for a couple of things this year, right? One, on top of all the performances that everybody see and everybody loves, right, we're super, super big into giving back to the community and doing a lot of community engagement and not just in community engagement, doing a lot of educational outreach programs. That's who we are as an organization. That's honestly 80% of what we do. Mm. The 20% is actually performing, right? And actually, I would say that 10% of it is actually performing. The other 10% is us rehearsing, being inside the studios every single day, 
and then creating what you see, which is a magic in an educational reach outreach program and a community outreach program. Hmm. So coming up on May 5th, 6th and 7th, Kothi will be turning 54 years old. We'll be celebrating our, the organization by having a conference weekend. That conference weekend includes some mighty powerful names such as Frank Gaston, Marilyn Douglas, Amani A. Payne, Jaji Batali from uh, Afri Loco. Uh, we have T. Ayo Austin from Ayo Dele Dance, Com- Dance and Drum Company. And so really what we're doing is just celebrating, one, turning 54, but two, celebrating people and bringing them together through song, dance, music, and of course, right, love. Mm. Mm-hmm. On top of that, the next thing we'll be prepping for this upcoming summer, we have Tom Cote Children Performing Ensemble. We're doing, um, they will be hosting uh, their own personal show this year, which is one of our biggest feet. We haven't done one of those in a long time. That, Sonia, can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. So, Drum Tent, um, it'll be called a mini. The concert is named a mini and me believe. You know, um, we want to make sure that our young generation know that we believe in them. So, we have partnered up with Sosa Arisa's. Um, children company with Daniel. They are a competition, uh, competition saucer group. Um, we also um, partnership with Signature Dance Company. They focus on working with youth and making sure that they have knowledge of be able to free of dancing and, and being spirit. Um, we are also is connecting with an Indian group that's out of Brookfield. I forgot what their names. But they'll be also um, joining us with, including with our own treasure ensemble, Tan Kothi. Um, They have a 15-minute slot each. And hopefully it's going to be a big bang. It's an hour show. And it will be taking place at Pius High School. Mm. Uh, we did some connections with them. Um, so you should be looking at that on our Facebook and Instagram and our website pretty soon. But right after follow the the conference, we have Town auditions and adult auditions that following week. Um, and then uh, Kothi around Milwaukee starts in the end of June. And that's when we go into the community and give the opportunity to just, you know, have the community come to us. We come to the community and we just jam out for an hour and a half. And, you know, we get the drums there. Um, you get the dance teachers out teaching free classes. And if anybody got questions or concerns, that will be in our, our on our website pretty soon as well of what um, parks that we will be going to. Um, Amazing. This so, yeah. You guys have some awesome stuff dropping real soon. It's very exciting. Yeah. We're trying to make sure we stay in the community and not just stay in the community, but uh, make sure that we are feeding people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people are like, are you feeding us? <laughs> no, we're not like feeding you, like feeding you with food, but we're feeding you with having the opportunity to learn about African dance, hear the drum, hear the heartbeat of the drum. And I think that sometimes for me, when I hear the doondos playing, um, it, it takes over my spirit, you know? So, um, and we want to give that back to the kids the adults, the elders. Um, I think that um, 2020 took a toll on everybody, you know, um, had to stay in the house, couldn't really go out nowhere. So we just want to make sure that people are able to come back into their regular life. It's okay to just come out into the community and just have fun. Mm. 
Awesome. Yeah, it does feel like just as of late, like things are opening up, things are kind of blossoming again with performances and all of our social dance cards are filling up for the first time in what feels like a million years. Um, yeah. And certainly you guys have a lot of opportunities for, for people to engage coming up. So that's amazing. Um, I just want to reflect for a moment and say, you know, my connection to you guys started from Kothi generously being willing to participate in this year's 414 Day video produced by Johnson Media Consulting. And you guys invited us into a rehearsal space and let us capture footage of this magic in action. And it was stunning and amazing and heartwarming and profound. And yeah, it was just such a such a cool experience. But after the class, Sonia, you pulled me aside and you were mentioning that um, in addition to the programs that you just described, that Kothi's also been offering workshops about the healing power of music and dance. Can you talk a little bit about, about those offerings? Yeah. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that, um, you know, a lot of stuff becoming out about mental illness and um, we like to give back to those, those individuals that feel like they down or out and give them something that can be uplifting and spiritual, like you said. And, and, and so warm feeling that you be kind of overwhelmed, but you're not too overwhelmed. So right after your visit, um, we had a group called the Phoenix. Um, it's dealing with people with addiction, mental illness, and everything. Um, we have a total of 45 adults that came into the room. Kamasi gave them a drum session where they just sit and learn about drum and talk. And it was so, like, opening to them to, like, oh, we are playing drums, but we got to communicate while playing drums. Mm. And, you know, Kamasi really let people know, like, you're here to meet new people. So, you know, before you leave, make sure you reach out to somebody, maybe three people that you don't know, get their phone number, go hang out. It's okay to meet new people. Um, talk about your problems. Be okay to open to be like, can, can I confine to you if I need to? You know, and these are the conversations we, we have in our own space. You know, sometimes I'll be telling Kamasi like, hey, bro, I might need a therapy treatment from you or I just need to talk or, you know, it's. I call him like six, seven times a day. Um, and as well, our other co-worker, Imani Hooley, um, if I feel like I just need to just vent and get mm. stuff off my chest, um, these are the people that I go to that can give me that that comfortable space to have somebody to talk to. Um, and it's okay for other people to do that. Sometimes I could be walking down the street and you know, people will be crying or, you know, I go, you all right? You need something? Um, if I can't help you, I'm willing to help, you know? Um, I think we forget that everybody is human on this earth and everybody is not, it's out to get you. And you you don't have to worry about like somebody always trying to do something wrong. It is kind of people out here. It is people that is willing to help if you just talk, but you have to talk about it. You have to say, like, this is my issue. This is my problem. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that space with 45 adults with men and women was, like, uh, overpowerful. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, I don't know about you, bro, but it was kind of overwhelming for me to just see adults um, that was, like, free to talk to us. And they didn't even know who we are. We just opened the floor and they said, oh, yeah, I made me feel home. You know, and then after we gave them a drum session, they also took a class with us 
And they was like, whoa, we did not know all of this was happening on today. It was surprising for them. But they loved it. And they was like, I would love to come back. I would love to have a session. I would love to be able to just come and drum and let out some frustration on the drum mm. or um, come and dance and let out some frustration. And we, you know, we always keep that door open for them to make sure this is, you know, your home is my home. You, you welcome anytime. Um, and, you know, and these are the conversations we should have with kids. Um, mm. I have, I have two teenage daughters. I have these same conversations about mental illness, um, mental awareness, pressure how do y'all feel making sure that their mental state because they got so much pressure on their hands before like i you know we have we had options but they got so much more options than we had um back in the day that um you know it's it's real um even when we go out to in schools i think me and kamasi had a three-year contract with metcalf elementary school we have these talks with kids like hey you need to talk um i think you know, Kamasi have this bond with kids that these kids be like, hey, you know, I don't have a father figure. Can you be my father figure? And then he like, yeah, I got you. You know, what you need out of me, what you what you want out of me. And I think that we 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 doing what we have to do, but we are trying to push more kids to do we we have to do and more adults our age. So I'm gonna piggyback off of Sonia there. Um one thing that's important to know, uh about what it is that we do is when we talk about the ability to be able to connect to people, the drums do provide a space of healing and it, it provides a space to relinquish as well. And one of those things to relinquish is saying, hey, I'm okay with not knowing what I know, right? I'm okay with learning something different. I'm okay with going through and feeling uncomfortable in order to learn something new about myself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so often in the world, we are expected to know like, hey, you should already know this. You should do this. You should experience this. But in reality, you can be 54 years old. You're still learning. Okay? Mm -hmm. You're always learning something new. And if you're not learning, then that's a problem. Right. So it's important to know that in these spaces of healing that we create is that one is opening, is accepting, and is a place that's filled with love. And I also want to add um, when it comes to being able to have the ability to connect with children, it takes a gift. It takes a gift and understanding, right? Because it's not just about imposing what you know as a person onto the world and what you know in this art form as a world is how do you create an art form surrounded around their art form that they've already accustomed to, right? Mm -hmm. And how do, you, how do you take a step back and dive into their world and absorb and allow their energy to, or allow your energy to be absorbed by them, right? So, so often do we think as, as teachers, you know, we already know the lesson plan. We already got this planned out. Boom, we're gonna uh, teach them this, we're gonna do this, we're gonna do that. But in reality is, when you walk into those spaces is, you have to be an open vessel and you have to be willing to learn and to accept who your students are and meet them at the where they are at. And then you grow and build. Right. And I think if we learn that as as a worldly thing, the world would be a thousand times better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Some open hearted curiosity. I'd love to hear as a follow up question. What have you learned from your students? <clears throat> a lot. <laughs> a lot. For, for me, 
Um, it, it's been staying humble, but also don't forget that I'm still a child by heart. The thing is that uh, the kids come to me like you, you always parents always gotta be so serious, and adults gotta be so serious. Y'all once. I think one child like y'all y'all were childs uh, once upon a time. I go yeah. They're like, did you forget? I'm like, no. So why y'all be so serious all the time? Hmm. That that was caught me like you're right. I can I can be less serious um, walking into a group of kids because I just feel off it. You know, see off the energy. Um, so that's one thing. the The other thing that kids taught me is how to just stop. Hmm. Like stop, like breathe, stop moving, stop doing things. Be still. Um, I have a an eight year old, and I asked her like, "What you want to do for your birthday?" Nothing, but sleep. And I go, "Okay, eighteen. I was trying to have a party." <laughs> she like, she like, I'd rather just be alone and just breathe because every day, mom, I'm. If I'm not dancing, I'm engaging with other kids at school or, you know, I got a boyfriend, so I have to engage into him. I said, I just want things to stop and breathe. And then she's and she also taught me like or other kids taught me about it's not all about like you always got to work for survival. Do what you love hmm. to do you happy. And this was this like when I was like 21 a kid was like, no, what makes me happy is doing what I love, not doing what I have to do. Mm. And I, I like, ooh, that's not like you breaking rules. I'm breaking rules to make sure that my mental state is full of happiness. And I go, wow. I said, that's deep. Mm. I like, you, you teach me something that I'm still trying to figure out my own, you know, my own self, my own identity, even at the age of 21. And they're like, no, I think I fought myself. But I just need to understand that this world is all about working a nine to five job, um, making sure that I, I have to pay my bills or stuff like that. There was like alone that I take care of what I need to take care of. I'm happy. But the number one is making sure that I'm happy in what I'm doing. And that was like the peep of I choose like, OK, forget a nine to five job. So. Those are three things that they taught me more, but those are the main three things that just stay on my top five radar of what other different kids have taught me. My favorite thing that the kids have taught me, if you mess up, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares. We're just going to do it again. That's it. Love it. Right. That's awesome. And that's that's pretty much the approach to life. If you mess up, who cares? Only through failure can you learn, right? Mm. And so for me, the kids have always taught me, hey, keep messing up. We're just going to keep getting better. That's awesome. All right. On the other side of the coin, for the young artists out there in Milwaukee who may be discovering percussion or discovering dance, what advice or thoughts would you like to offer them? Do it. <laughs> it's, right on. it's simple. Um, jump into it. Just do it. Um, don't you know? Don't process it. Don't think about it. Just do it. 
because if you don't, you you will never experience nothing new. That's all I can say for young people. Just go ahead and do it. Kamasi? Uh, the biggest advice I would say is simply just be willing to learn from everybody. Learn from everybody, right? You know, you never know who your teacher is, you know, and age does not hold the value of knowledge, right? You can meet somebody who's 21 years old and has been doing a forum for the last 10 years and has made it their life to become a master at their art and their craft, right? And you can meet somebody who's 35 years old, 40 years old, or 55 years old, and, you know, they can say they've been doing this art form or craft for a long time, yet they never put themselves in uncomfortable positions to learn or to become a student, right? So the biggest thing is always be willing to learn and be willing to be a vessel to increase your capacity for growth. Beautiful. I want to give you guys the opportunity to shout out any individuals and community partners who aid you in your work, who have uh, inspired you in your work, or who have collaborated with you. Absolutely. Carlise Kelly, gotta love her. Panadanza Dance Company, Kadan Vandula, love you guys to the fullest, right? Those who alone has always, always been able to like, just inspire me, allow me to push my artistry. We have a lot of different conversations sitting down you know, in the midst of going, passing by each other on how to just do this thing that we love to do and how to create these beautiful moments. Another organization inside the city, I, oh, Boney, cannot forget Boney. Thank you so much, Boney. Always inspired me. Always inspired me. CeeLo, uh, absolutely love you, CeeLo. Thank you, bro. And I think that's pretty much it for me. <laughs> um, see, I got Cedric Gardner. Chris Gilbert, um, Aziza Islam, Samantha Montgomery, Zakia Cornish, um, D'Angelo Boston. Ooh, I can go on. It's a big list. <laughs> but those are the main people that right now I can say they kind of pushed me and was my teachers and my mentors um, in different things that kind of helped me grow um, from to the woman that I am and continue to kind of bless me with their their knowledge um, every time that I meet up with them, every time I talk to them. So I'm blessed with them, so. Beautiful. So as a representative of Imagine MKE here on the Creative MKE podcast, we're very focused on the future of Milwaukee's creative sector. You know, we know we have this incredible abundant talent that exists here and fills our city with so much vibrancy. But we hear the statistics, right, of year over year, our population is is decreasing. So one of the focuses of our organization is how can we contribute to not only attracting, but retaining the talent that is finding itself here. I would love some of your thoughts on what individuals can do, what organizations can do within this community to support that. Stop being cheap. <laughs> it, it, it's really just that simple. We, we have to stop being cheap and we have to be, we have to say, stop worrying about the budget and worry about the people, right? Stop worrying about the budget and worrying about the people. And the reason being is because if you bring people, 
and you bring more talent to artists and to the city, it will increase people's capacity to grow, right? And if people aren't leaving the city, that means that people aren't coming back to the city either, hmm. right? So we have to allow people to have the opportunities by bringing in fire artists from around the world, around the country, and bringing them into Milwaukee and then partnering up with other organizations in order to bring those partnerships here, right? And making it as big as possible and allowing people to just simply connect with each other. We often get scared about people walking away from society or from our communities, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if you're scared to allow them to walk away from the community, that's a you have to look within yourself because that also means that there's a problem because you haven't left your door open enough so they can walk back into your community. Right. So we have to say, yes, please go be free, but don't forget your roots and don't forget your home because you're always welcome there. Yeah, I think it's uh, I agree with Kamasi It's about making sure that the artist is fed. The thing is that a lot of people go, you know, being an artist, you don't get a 401k plan. You don't get health insurance. Um, I have to do 10, 11 gigs just to make sure my rent is paid. It's like if you make sure you're paying a artist the same minimum wage you paying a um let's say our RM person or a uh assistant to a CEO person and making sure that they got benefits and health. I mean, they would definitely stay. They would stick around, or they going to leave and find something else that's going to make sure that they can pay their rent every month or they got health insurance. Or benefits. I mean, um, you know, this is the main concern that our, our all artists have in Milwaukee. You know, so it's like if if any organization can say, "Hey, I will hire twelve to twenty artists," you're going to make sure you have all the benefits you need, and you can do what you do on a regular basis: do outreach programs teach our kids, make sure they're good, give them the knowledge. I guarantee you will have more artists that will come from different cities that want to move into Milwaukee mm. or that actually stay to want to actually, you know, stay here in Milwaukee and do the job. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I hold this vision of Milwaukee as a destination of, of an art city, a place that's known for it's artistic and creative talent. And I think, you know, Kothi stands as a giant on the cultural landscape. So thank you both for all of the work that you do and all the ways that you're empowering the next generation and your own generation um, with your, with your light and with your, your purposeful, your purposeful work. Thank you. I'd love to give you guys the opportunity to uh, tell our audience how they can learn more about Kothi Dance Company, all the stuff that's coming up, and also how can they support your work? Kamasi! <laughs> <laughs> You're getting called in. Oh, you can guys can definitely follow us on Kothi Dance Company for our Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook at official Kothi Dance Company. And then on, you can also subscribe to our mailer at ko-chi.org. We post literally every single day, every single week. We always have something going on. Uh, and the cool thing about our community, of course, is that you're always welcome, right? 
Um, and then if you want to become a community liaison, which means that you represent us in the community, you talk to us, um, you always are a huge advocate of us or of anything that's going on, please feel free to reach out to us, email us at info at kothi, ko-thi.org. And then we'll get you all that information, get you set up. We are looking for community uh, liaisons right now as well. Yep. But if you want to donate, you can go on our Kothi website is ko-thi.org to go on our website. You will see all the upcoming events, including don uh, donation box that you can come in, you can donate. Um, we do have a deeply rooted fundraiser coming on May 6th at No Studios. Anybody and everybody else welcome. If you want to donate for that, you can donate for that as well. Amazing. Thank you so much, Sonia and Kamasi. It was really lovely to speak with you today. Thank you, Elizabeth. Thank you, Elizabeth, for having us. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review, or contact us. Creative MKE is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Elizabeth Gasparka. The show's theme music was written and produced by Bobby Drake. To catch all the latest from Imagine MKE, hit us up at Twitter and Instagram at Imagine underscore MKE or Facebook. Imagine MKE.